Montgomery. I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, I have the Employment Services team with us today. How you guys doing? We're good. Good morning. Yes, yes. Good early morning today. I really wanted to bring you guys on the podcast because we're coming up to October, which is National Disability Employment Awareness Month, and we really want to educate the public on the capabilities of people who are blind and visually impaired and really try to inform you guys of what all the things you guys are doing in the community to really try to break down those barriers to help people who are blind find gainful employment. So I want to start with you, Christy. Can you tell me, uh, what do you do here about Winter Brothers? Yes, good morning. Um, so I'm Christy Russell and I oversee our employment services program. And so that includes also our youth employment services program. And uh, my staff, which you'll hear from here in a minute, but we actually assist our clients with returning to work in whatever capacity that may be. We also offer services to businesses who want to know more about hiring someone with a disability, specifically vision loss, and what that might look like or if there's disability awareness training. So we do have that piece as well. And then we are working with our youth who are visually impaired to begin talking about work and preparing them for work. Uh, and really just life in general after graduation. All right. Natalie? Well, I am Natalie. Um, I am an employment specialist here. I've been here for about two and a half years now. Um, and so just love working with clients, helping them figure out what it is that sets them on fire, getting back to work, and helping them make those connections in the community um, to find the place that they want to they wanna be every day, making, making the money they want to make. Lindsay? Good morning. I'm Lindsay Klinkenbus. I'm the newest employment specialist. I've been here for just over a year. Um, so I help those who are blind and visually impaired get find work. And I also am newly working with the youth in the youth employment services program. Eddie, Eddie Chapman, I'm the employment specialist. I've been here six years. And I basically uh, do some of the same things that Natalie. Lindsay just mentioned. I also am responsible for the Job Club, which is a resource that we use to bring our clients together where they can network and they can learn about employment in a group setting as opposed to just one-on-one sessions. Matt? Yeah, I'm Matt Edwards. Um, I'm also an employment specialist here uh, along with these guys. Um, I work with with our adults uh, through Love Rehab. we're uh, picking up our Ticket to Work program, so I uh, work with uh, Ticket to Work clients. A uh, little bit of everything. Uh, our STEP program, um, our pre-EDS program, the Youth uh, Employment Services, as Christy was talking about, and our newest addition, our Career Transition Counseling Services for our uh, clients going through our Vision Loss Rehabilitation Program. Missing one person here, Micah. So, uh, but I know we're going to talk about what she does here at Bob Enterprises as well. See, Chris, your team has gotten bigger since the last <laughs> yes. time we met. That's a good thing. <laughs> that means there's a lot of need, and we're we're ready yes. to tackle it. Yes, yes. So, um, when you guys go out and you are working to help a person with blind find employment, what are some of the challenges you guys face? And I'm going to pose that to you, Natalie. Um, I think some of the biggest challenges that I find are that companies don't know what somebody who's blind or visually impaired can do. 
Um, so we walk in and they just think, oh, well, I don't have anything that they can do. Everything's computer work or greeting people or um, I don't know how that would happen in our workplace. Um, so one of the things that I really enjoy about my job is to just be able to connect with employers and talk them through, you know, somebody who's blind or visually impaired can really do the same thing that anybody who's sighted can do. Uh, and they say minus, you know, flying a plane, it's probably not a good job choice for them. Um, but. You know what? I think flying a plane is safer than driving a car. Right? That's probably true. That is probably true. I'm going to be able to air it on the road right now. But. That's probably true. Right? I'm with you on that. Um, but, you know, just really making those connections and talking about what are accommodations and, you know, the different types of accommodations that uh, people may have that vision loss is so very different from person to person and yeah. and what they need and how they don't or they do see things um, and just their skill level. Um, so I think that's one of the things that, that really excites me about what I get to do in the community with employers. Um, and I love when they have those aha moments, right? They're like, oh, really? Tell me more about, you know, Zoom text or tell me more about Fusion or... Um, so really being able to help them understand the tools that are out there in the world um, that, that somebody who's planned or visually impaired may use. So when you talk about accommodations, I'm going to throw this over to you, Christy. When you talk about accommodations, does Bosley Enterprise assist employers in finding those accommodations or obtaining those resources to get the computer training that that individual needs or the computer or the software that individual or that they need. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, we we start really in the beginning with that. So when we first meet with someone in the beginning, we're really assessing them from where they're at at that moment. Um, you know, sometimes individuals will say, yes, I'm, I do use JAWS, the screen reading software, but I've not kept up with my skills or I don't know that I feel confident you know, using it because it's been a while and I'm just, I really just do email, you know, kind of thing. So we, we start from the beginning, which is assessing where are they at right now and where are they trying to go? And if that job is going to involve computer use, then we have to talk about that. And so, you know, we, we talk about, well, you know, how comfortable are you on your computer? How often are you using it? What are you capable of doing? Are you able to attach files to an email. That's very important in an office job. Things like that. You know, are you able to do Excel? And, you know, you're still going to use your same old packages that everybody uses, right, on a computer like Microsoft Office, things like that. But when someone uses screen reading software, it just allows them to use that regular software. It doesn't change it. It doesn't modify it. It just allows that software to kind of come to life for that person who's visually impaired. Um, but yes, absolutely. We're assessing all the skills in the beginning, you know, and more so not just the computer use, but mobility. Yeah. You know, if, if they're, if they have a cane, um, they should be using it. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes we're kind of enforcing that, um, you know, cause they'll say, Oh, well, I'm great. You know, I'm good. I, I don't need my cane when I, and we'll say, well, how are you when you leave your home? Because, of course, when we're at home, we're all comfortable. And, yes. you know, you probably don't need your cane at home. But what is it like when you leave the house? So we're really assessing every possible level. And then if that employer has questions, we, we're we pretty well versed by the time they get a job. We know what they need, how they use it, um, and what they could benefit from. 
and the employer doesn't have to stress, well, where do I find that software? Or how do I do that? That's where we come in. And we have those conversations and just let the client show up and do their job. Let's, let's touch on transportation. Um, how important is it for them to um, utilize the transportation that's available and not just really depending on family and friends to get back and forth <laughs> to work? As we all look at each other with smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, I'm, I'm going to throw that on to you. Guys. I think it's very important, especially if it's in their local area for them to use. It's definitely something that I talk to my clients about to discuss, you know, ahead of time. Yeah. How are you going to get to work? That's the biggest question I have for most new clients. Yeah. Well, my mom and dad are no. It's <laughs> <laughs> only going to last for maybe a week. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's 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 fair, but to have that maybe as a backup. But no, what's your what's your first goal? I don't know. Okay, then we need to get you some bus passes and we need to learn how to use the bus system, Uber, Lyft, whatever it may be, but utilize those other things versus family, friends, what? friends, whatever. Right. So do you find it, for those individuals who live in like rural areas, more difficult for them to find gainful employment? Anyone? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I would say... Um, Transportation is a big challenge in rural areas that leads to probably the biggest barrier um, for employment for somebody who's in a rural area. Um, And so just really working with them, uh, again, of you have to have a plan, a plan in place. What do you do when it snows and you're buried under, you know, a foot of snow? And what are you going to do if mom, dad, whoever is helping you is sick? And getting you there, you know, we have to think about all of those pieces, um, and making sure that they are uh, well trained in using Lyft and Uber, and uh, you know, what other possible transportations they have. Well, so, do you find that they're more hesitant to actually use those type of services, like you know, the Uber Lyfts? Uh, they're more willing to use those type of services. Uh, I think it depends on the age, what you say. Yeah, Yeah, I I think, too, and I'll let these guys chime in, but I think our younger folks, so, like, more of our youth that are transitioning into our adult program, they're they're very nervous, and mom and dad are nervous Mm -hmm. to just put them in a car that was someone they don't know and trust that they're going to get where they need to go. So that's definitely a fear area. But I think, too, it's um, just the safety factor of it, you know, Mm -hmm. being – a female, I'm blind, mm-hmm. and trusting that this driver is going to take me where they say they're going to take me, right. and um, so there, there's a there's definitely just a comfort zone that everybody's yeah. a little bit different with on that. I'm just going to give you one of my tips. I just usually track it on my iPhone. <laughs> just type the map in. And okay, he turned right up there. That's what he said. Right. <laughs> I'm just looking right there. He don't know what I'm doing on the back of the. That's just what I do. Smart, yeah. I, I just got to, I've learned that I don't want to get bumped up at the wrong spot. Right? Yep. Yep. That's it. Let's, let's talk about the job club. I know, Eddie, you, you um, coordinate the job club. Tell me a little bit more about job club and how that's helped individuals connect. Well, the job club is another resource that we have available for our clients. And we meet every second, fourth Wednesday of the month for a couple of hours. And what I found out is that that is a good resource for our clients to use because it gives them an opportunity to learn in a group setting and also network with those individuals that are in similar situations like them. They're looking for a job as well. 
that's a very good tool that we can use and it's a good networking opportunity. It all, we also have them to practice different skills in front of an audience, in, like interview skills. Uh, one of our favorites is uh, one minute speech. And so they go through and do a one minute speech. <clears throat> and everybody has to do that. And they learn how to become quite efficient at doing their job interviews. They can feel comfortable knowing what skills they need to have and what how they need to talk to the to the employer. So was that offered to individuals who have recently completed the program, just looking for a game from employment or how did actually, they get involved? Actually it's open to both the rehab clients because we want want them to get their feet wet and thinking about employment and also those that are part of the uh, employment services client client pool. So both groups actually can uh, be a part of it. I'm going to go over to you, Matt. Um, CTC Career Transitioning Counseling. Can you talk about that and uh, how that came apart? About yeah. You? yeah, that's our, our newest uh, program that we rolled out a couple weeks ago. And, and Eddie and I are, are, are counselors. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we've added that, added that to our resume, our job title. So. Uh, I dragged Eddie into it. It sounds very uh, professional. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. Of course. Fancy. So uh, this is uh, strictly for our, our clients that are in the, in the rehabilitation program. Uh, it kind of consists of like four or five uh, sessions, meetings, just to uh, get them get their mind thinking about what's next, kind of along the lines of why they attend Doc Club too. Uh, but, you know, we're not necessarily looking for a job for them. We're not doing anything like that, um, but we're, we're talking about um, all things related to, to what's next in their life. You know, do they understand the book rehab process? Um, you know, talking about their skills, their, their career interests will help them do career uh, inventories, um, touch up their resume, create a resume, everybody should have one. Um, whatever we can kind of do to give them a step ahead, um, so they understand uh, what's what's coming next. You know, we, we talk about interviewing, um, anything anything related to employment. And I think um, I think sharing our experiences has been most helpful. Like you know, I had a meeting yesterday with a client that has uh, significant hearing and visual uh, challenges, and I, I have a client, uh, a previous client that I worked with, uh, that's been very successful in the workplace. So I was able to kind of share. Uh, those experiences with her and um, you know it's, it's all about giving them confidence uh, you know as far as taking the next step after they're done with our rehab program so and, just, uh, yes so just getting them ready to you know think about their future while they're kind of going absolutely trying yeah, so yeah. actually not just drop it on them at the end. Right, right. So let's, let's, I mean if they want yeah. to do a job shadow or something I'd love to take them over here and I know we talk I've brought people over to you specifically yeah. right to talk yeah. about what you do and show them how uh, show them how you do your job and everything like that you know it's mm -hmm. uh, it's it's all been positive so far um, I'm in the middle. I'm a huge Jeopardy fan. Whenever I'm at home at night, I always watch uh, Jeopardy. So my newest project with with the CTC program is to come up with with a Jeopardy game because uh, you find that a lot of these clients they, they they don't maybe they're new to their vision loss 
and they don't understand what the ADA is. They don't understand what it's the Ability One program is. They don't. They still call their white cane a stick. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Let's get some terminology here, and, uh, <laughs> so you can represent yourself well yes. uh, uh, in, in the community. So uh, I'm working on that, and, and I, I, I love to play tribute. <laughs> Sounds like a great program. I'm gonna talk about the youth. Uh, Lindsay, uh, could you talk about the Youth Employment Services and our initiative to work with those school agents and getting them ready you know, for the next steps? I think the biggest thing is we work with kiddos um, who are freshmen and above. We focus mostly on those who are juniors and seniors who are on track to graduate to assist them with what is it they want to do. Do they want to go to college? Do they want to get a job when they graduate? Um, do they need to be set up with VR? We don't do any of that stuff necessarily. We just work with them as far as potential job shadows, okay. college visits, um, things like that. So you guys go right into the schools itself and work with the students there? Yes. Okay. Can, okay. can do either in the school or at home if mom and dad want to be involved or, or whatever. So how does a um, individual or a parent or guardian get involved with youth employment service if their child is looking to well, I think the first step, <clears throat> excuse me, is that just to contact us here at Bosma because we um, we work as part of a collaborative here in Central Indiana for pre-ETS, pre-employment transition services, and um, we just we want to make sure that a does that student already have a career coach in their school and just haven't been connected, right. and then um, what's the student's preference if that's the case? Do they want to work with us from the vision loss you know, side of the house, or would they rather? work with that career coach um because these students they have so many people coming in and out especially as it gets closer to graduating they they don't know who is who and what they're there for um but really i mean we just tell people call us first let us talk to you let us figure out kind of what your situation is and then we'll take on that conversation with the school and what we need to do and i know we also work with uh you with our step program the student training and employment program we talk about how i first could get involved with them matt and what that is? Yeah, that's um, a, it's, you have a student training and employment program. So it's a, a, a four week summer work program uh, that's is open to any uh, student who's blind or visually impaired uh, throughout the state of Indiana, age 16 to 21. Um, what we do is we, uh, they come uh, to the Indianapolis area here, the, the Indiana School for the Blind. We, we partner with them with this program. Uh, so the students will get a real life paid work experience uh, for four weeks during the summer. Uh, we work with a variety of employers around uh, the Indianapolis area uh, to provide these real-life job experiences. Uh, we employ job coaches uh, to help them. Uh, we transport them um, and, and, and everything like that. Uh, they work uh, Monday through Thursday. No, Fridays, they'll, they'll come to Bosma or they'll go on field trips, uh, do service learning projects, uh, everything like that uh, on, on Fridays as well. So uh, they're, they're housed through the week at Indiana School for the Blind, and um, they participate in all kinds of activities in the evenings. Um, and that's that's kind of the program in a nutshell. You guys, you guys do a lot. I'm, trying to, I'm just like, okay, what else are we talking well, and I think touching on kind of following up Matt's comments about step is 
we know that program works. Um, We've seen students go through the STEP program, move into employment services with us since now they're out of school. Um, And we actually have two currently who have already gotten a job and it's in the field that they wanted and it was related to the same work they did at the STEP program. So um, not only are these kids getting the exposure to work and getting a chance to prove themselves, but these employers, they like them and they want to hire them. Um, one of them, actually her STEP site hired her. So um, we we know it, it's a great program that works. It takes a village to make it happen for these students. Um, and the partnership is, is so important uh, between Bosma and the Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Um, because these students, you know, it's hard enough for a teenager to get a job. You know, people don't want to hire teenagers. Um, but then we find when they're visually impaired, it just adds another layer of difficulty. And so we're, we, we're very proud of that program because we know it works. Can you just uh, touch on this uh, briefly, your recent business honor roll grant that you received? Yes. How you plan to, <laughs> it's like uh, hot off the press, it right? Is, it it's is. It's like two days Come in on, now. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I got the exclusive. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, maybe, is, have you done a podcast with our business honor roll to talk about that? Not with the new grant yet. Okay. We've got one coming out. So we All right. So, <laughs> so the business honor roll is, is a kind of an elite group of mm-hmm. businesses who have a, a financial backing to what we do here at Bosma. They they donate money. They donate time. Some of them even come and volunteer at our events. Um, they're available for questions, especially like with our team, if we are trying to get into a particular business and we know one of them happened to be there, um, we're going to reach out. But it's a, it's a group of businesses that just kind of take that extra step in supporting Bosma. And at the end of each year, if there are funds available in that grant, then um, us programs managers, so myself for employment, uh, Marsha Egan from our IRT program, and Kurt Dykeman from the Rehab Center, we are given the chance to come up with a proposal for how we could benefit from that additional funds uh, in our program areas. And so uh, we go to the final meeting for the year and we present our proposal, how we could use that money. And um, we, uh, we had our presentations this week and it went wonderfully. It was a wonderful event, uh, very well attended. And um, with employment services, one of, we, I had two ask for the grand total and we were blessed to get both. Um, but the first one is to fully fund a training that we're going to have here at Bosman in a couple weeks. We're bringing in some um, training research individuals from Mississippi State University. They're with the National Research and Technical Center for Blind and Low Vision. And they've developed a training program designed for vocational rehabilitation counselors and training them on business development, how to develop relationships with businesses. And uh, I reached out to them and I said, hey, how, how do you guys travel? <laughs> do you want to come? Because their goal for this training is really to be an online free resource, but it's not available yet. They're, they're in the process. And uh, I said, not only would you be willing to travel, but how about if we tweak it for employment specialists? And uh, they love the idea and it's been some planning and they're coming at the end of this month uh, for individuals. And we're partnering with Vogue Rehab. They're bringing some of their staff and we're going to get a two and a half day training just on building business relationships. And so I had asked for 
the money to be utilized for that. So it would offset the cost to Bosma. And uh, we were we were graciously given that that award. And then the second thing we had asked, um, we, we had asked for it last year, but we, we didn't win, but that's okay. Um, but I went uh, and requested two, and they're called fusion dongles. And that's always a fun word. People are like, what does that mean? And the look on their faces when I say it in my presentation is even better. Uh, so it makes for a good presentation topic. Um, but essentially, it, a dongle is very similar to a USB drive that would be inserted into a laptop, a computer. You know, it can, it's portable. Very small, but very powerful. That one device holds two screen reading software programs. The JAWS program we talked about earlier for individuals who pretty much have no sight. So it's a software program that's going to read what's on the screen back to them. Um, and then it also holds Zoom text, which would be the second most popular uh, screen reading software that we use. And that allows the individual to still utilize the screen, but enlarge it or customize it, things like that. So this one little USB drive port, you know, it's called a dongle, um, holds both of those programs. And why it's important for us is that we're, you know, if we're going to take somebody on the job to assess their ability, we don't really have a way to truly assess their computer skills unless we take, you know, JAWS on a machine we have out and that can be a challenge. But with this, uh, it can be utilized by all of our staff. They can take the dongle with them for no matter which program their client uses. It's not a JAWS only or a Zoom text only. They got both, um, as well as we can share with other individuals and programs. But it allows us to really give a true assessment of their ability on the job. So, uh, so we're excited to. We were granted two of those. Uh, so, yeah, we yeah. we just feel like we're really doing a push on this education with our businesses. So if we're going to take the time to develop these relationships, our hope is they're going to open their doors and let us come in and let us bring some of our job seekers. And then now we're going to have the tools to actually assess them on the job and show these employers their capabilities um, and hopefully continue to crack down that 70% unemployment rate. So for business wants to get involved and take on an intern or hire someone on Blind Origin Career, how do they go about doing that? Just reach out to us. Uh, we, we, we welcome those calls. Um, <laughs> and I think that's the thing. It's not, a lot of business owners, they're interested, but they just don't know where to start. They don't know what the, where, where do they go or what do they do. And we say, just call us, talk to us, tell us where you're at. Do you have a disability initiative? Um, are you just trying to do better, you know, do business better? Um, or do you have a, we've actually had this happen where an employee, something has happened to them and they've lost their vision and they don't know what to do as, as the business owner and they call us and we will go out, we can assess your work site, we can look at your website to make sure it's accessible, we can, um, just having people available for information, you know, some of our clients, they don't, they don't want to commit just yet, they have a lot of questions and we just need businesses to be willing to let us come in and ask questions, see how you do the job, and let us figure out, you know, how to best assist our client if they choose to work there. All right, well, once again, I thank you guys for all the work you guys are doing to help lower that 70% nationwide unemployment rate. 62% in the so yeah. we're doing something right in the Hoosier State. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> we are trying. We are trying. But I definitely, once again, thank the Employment Services team. And if you guys want you to reach out to them, visit us on the web at bosma.org. And make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts and on SoundCloud. And I'll see you guys next time.